Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. The Final Four is set in basketball's playoffs, and BetOnline Sportsbook has you covered with all the odds, props, promos, and parlays for the conference finals. Use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the link in the description to this episode. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody, however and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of Wired Up. This is Wired Up episode 141. Here on the Take It Easy podcast. For those who don't know, Wired Up began in 2020 as a week in review plus extra discussion, hence W-I-R-E-D, Wired Up. Wired Up started as a podcast so that we could talk about college football in the middle of the NFL week because by the time we got to Tuesday, college football was lost in the shuffle. Now Wired Up becomes whenever we have some extra discussion to talk about on the show or something big happens over the sports weekend, we use Wired Up. And today on Wired Up, we threw on the microphones and we just watched the final two minutes of the New York Knicks, Miami Heat, Game 6, a game that the Miami Heat ended up prevailing in, spoiler alert for those of you who are tuning in at home, but you got some good Miami Heat analysis. You got some in-depth New York Knicks analysis on Friday's episode of the show, and on Friday's episode of the show, we said, hey, the New York Knicks are going to lose either Friday or Sunday, so let's talk about the New York Knicks. And lo and behold, the Knicks did indeed lose Game 6 to the Miami Heat. But there's some interesting stuff going on as we talk about the Miami Heat and their season. Because just when it looked like the game was out of reach, Jalen Brunson got punched in the face by Gabe Vincent. Was it an unintentional punch in the face? Yes. Did it cost four points to the Miami Heat because Brunson got two free throws and then they hit two points on the possession after the flagrant one was called? Yes, they did give up four points. They brought the New York Knicks back in the game for a half a second. It was an interesting development, and we caught all of that and more live broadcasting the end of Knicks and Heat. So to put a cap on the New York Knicks and Miami Heat series, here is Wired Up episode 141 with us breaking down Game 6 live on the Take It Easy podcast. Start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York These vagabond shoes Are longing to stray 
Final minute, New York Knicks, Miami Heat, Bam Adebayo just slam dunked the basketball to give Miami a six-point lead. A closeout game six for the Heat, and it looks like Miami is getting set to close it out. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Kyle Ledbetter. This is the Take It Easy podcast. You guys mostly know that. If you're new to the show, welcome. Thanks for stopping in. Sometimes we just like to throw on the microphones and see what's happening as New York Knicks drive inside with Brunson. Brunson misses a layup. It's rebounded by Adebayo, and Adebayo gets fouled with 59 seconds left to play. And it looks like we're all but sure the Miami Heat, as the number 8 seed, are going to beat the New York Knicks. And look, we said on Friday's episode of the show... The Knicks were going to lose on either Friday or Sunday. I felt very good that it was going to be the Friday aspect of that equation because the Miami Heat have been consistently better than the New York Knicks all series. I believe this game was 73-71 to at the end of the third quarter, and in the fourth quarter the scoring differences are 19-15 to in favor of the Miami Heat, and that is all by design, I would guess. One, because, as we've reiterated many times in this playoffs, Tom Thibodeau gets a massive erection every time a basketball game is 101-97. to That is Tom Thibodeau's ideal version of basketball, is both teams scoring 100 points. But secondarily, the Miami Heat, when they don't hit three-pointers, and it was interesting during the regular season because the Miami Heat... We're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the NBA in the regular season. It's the reason why they were the eighth seed and why they are on their way to potentially advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals as Gabe Vincent just punched Jalen Brunson in the face off an inbound pass. Well, I guess we're going to wait and watch and see if that leads to anything. But yeah, just a straight punch to the face. Unintentional punch to the face, but a punch to the face by Gabe Vincent on Jalen Brunson. And the reason that this is so interesting is that the Miami Heat were one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the NBA this year, and Jimmy Butler's game normally is predicated on free throws. Wow, that was a straight punch to the face. Jimmy Butler's game is based on free throws and mid-range two-pointers. Now, in a couple of situations, Jimmy Butler can be a go-to three-point shooter, one, when he's not injured, and remember Jimmy Butler missed game two of this series between the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks when he fell on his back during game one. I mean, the injury was probably there sometime before. Jimmy Butler's been banged up all season, but specifically fell on his back in game one in New York, missed game two of the series, got six days off because of how the scheduling broke down. Jimmy Butler's being injured is one of the reasons that prevent him from being a lockdown shooter. I remember he worked so hard to keep them in that game against Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and you could physically see him run out of gas by the time the fourth quarter came around in that Boston and Miami series. And the team ended up charging back from 13 points down in four minutes. Overall, though, Jimmy Butler was kind of out of it by the end. But the other thing is... Jimmy Butler will occasionally have spurts where he goes for 20 points at the three-point line. That would be seven threes. 
and Jimmy Butler shoots 45% from the three-point line like he did in the series against the Milwaukee Bucks. Maybe we call it Himmy Butler activation. Maybe we call it playoff Jimmy. Whatever the point may be, Jimmy Butler occasionally will go for these crazy spurts of shooting. He shot 45% in the series against my uh, against Milwaukee, and Jimmy Butler ended up having one of the greatest series in the history of the postseason statistically, and we did a podcast backing that up. And they just gave Jalen Brunson technical free throws they called a flagrant on Gabe Vincent for punching him in the face. So two free throws for Brunson. He hit them both. And Brunson to Josh Hart, he hit it. We skipped forward a little bit in time just for those keeping track at home. Brunson, layup to Josh Hart. They just got a four-point sequence, down six with a minute to play. All right, Miami's got the ball, 45 seconds. Vincent over to Jimmy Butler. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Jimmy Butler missed it. Oh, my goodness. Josh Hart got the ball. 31 seconds left to play. Wow. They were down six with a minute to play. Miami got fouled. Miami had the ball up six. Brunson driving. Brunson, he's going to get the double team. Oh, stolen. Oh, he tried to pass it to Randall, who was cutting, and he got it stolen. Oh, no. They doubled Brunson. He slid through the double team and turned it over. Oh, no, Brunson. Oh, I mean, it was a good pass. I mean, it was a good idea to pass. He had Butler and Struess on him. He picked up his dribble, slid through the double team. It's just didn't hit Randall in stride. Didn't hit Randall in stride. Man, that is a tough one. All right, Hemi Butler's at the free throw line. Can he hit both free throws to go to the Eastern Conference Finals? There's one. One free throw. Can he hit the second to seal the series? He hasn't been historic Jimmy Butler like he was in round one, and the Miami Heat have been able to beat the Knicks either way because the New York Knicks were like the fifth best team in the Eastern Conference this year. Butler hit the second. Four-point lead. Miami is probably going to the Eastern Conference Finals, man. Jimmy Butler, the splits, I'm looking it up right now while they they go to timeout and kind of run out the rest of this clock here. I'm going to look up Jimmy Butler's playoff splits here because Jimmy Butler in the series against the Milwaukee Bucks averaged 37.5 points. The only players to do that in a playoff series are Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain and Elgin Baylor and oh by the way Jimmy Butler had a higher efficiency rating in that series than Giannis had in the 2021 NBA Finals which if you'll remember was what Bleacher Report said was the second greatest finals performance in the history of the NBA I think 2001 Shaq was the only one that was higher than Jimmy Butler's or sorry, then Giannis's 2021 Finals and Jimmy Butler's first round against the Bucks this year was even better than that Giannis NBA Finals, according to efficiency rating, points per game, shooting percentages, all of it. Jimmy Butler, statistically, one of the greatest playoff series in the history of the sport. In this latest series, I'm looking up the numbers in the three games Jimmy Butler, av- or sorry, in the five games Jimmy Butler played, because remember he missed game two of the series with injury. Jimmy Butler averaging 20 
five points per game, averaging six rebounds per game. No, sorry, seven rebounds because he had 11 in game one. He's averaging 25 points, seven rebounds, five assists. Max Strews steals the inbound pass to officially seal the deal for the New York Knicks getting eliminated. They're showing Clyde Frazier in his pink suit, watching the Knicks get eliminated, watching Knicks fans leave the arena. Jimmy Butler has had an average series, and he's been the best player on the Miami Heat. And what's been so remarkable, I was talking about this after Game 5 on the podcast, which is the Miami Heat were playing a Game 5 in New York with neither team scoring more than 100 points late in the game. No Miami Heat player had more than 20 points with five minutes left to play. Jimmy had 19. Bam had 17. No Miami Heat player had more than 17, than, ni- than 19 points. And they were only down three points with five minutes to play. And shooting like 20% from the three-point line. And the Miami Heat were still in that basketball game. And all they really needed was the shooting to come back to really kind of change the game for them. And I'm looking up their game five statistics here now. But like when the Miami Heat don't shoot well, they're still able to get to the free throw line, defend, and playing a team that doesn't have a high-paced offense like the New York Knicks that is increasingly Jalen Brunson-centric. I mean, we outlined our our math for the New York Knicks going to a Jalen Brunson-R.J. Barrett offense next season and whether or not that's good enough to get them beyond the fifth-best team in the Eastern Conference who can win a playoff series. That's another question, but it's the better course of action than Julius Randle continuing to be the number one in the offense, and we articulate that on Friday's episode. I'd encourage you to check that out uh, with our New York Nick eulogy. But I want to talk about the Miami Heat in this respect, and that gave me enough time to look up the Game 6 statistics for the Miami Heat. What's so interesting is that the shooting totally disappears. Even in Game 6, The Miami Heat shot 25.9% from the three-point line. They were 7 for 27. They were 40% from the field. The Miami Heat offense looks kind of like what the Miami Heat offense looked like in the regular season. One of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. Lots of free throw attempts. And even at the free throw line, the New York Knicks made five more free throws than the Miami Heat. Like, the Miami Heat played incredible defense against New York, and New York went into the Jalen Brunson-centric offense. That Again, Jalen Brunson got his 40, and as a team, they only got 92. And it's so interesting to see that strategy work for Miami. I love the phrase of basketball voodoo, that the Miami Heat practiced basketball voodoo, because none of the statistics suggest they should be able to win these basketball games, and yet... If you look at the Miami Heat scoring outputs in a bunch of these games in the series, and it's not like they're doing it because their defense is impeccable, impeccable. Like, there are teams that have higher defensive ratings in the playoffs than the Miami Heat. What makes it so interesting is that if you look at the scoring totals in their victories, it is 108, 105, 109, and 96. So that means in Miami Heat victories in this series, they averaged, doing quick math, quick math, quick math, they averaged 102 points. 
for the series in games that they won. And look, the New York Knicks averaged something similar in the series against the Cleveland Cavaliers. What changed was the Cleveland Cavaliers had one of the worst shooting performances in the NBA playoffs. And what changed with Cleveland was Donovan Mitchell playing game three and four at the Garden, I believe was like 20-something percent from the field and less than 20% from three in those two games. So the New York Knicks were able to get by Cleveland that way, and then Miami with stout defense and with enough ability to score to score enough points even when the shooting isn't falling. Because I think their best shooting game was game four of the series against the New York Knicks. I'm looking up their percentages right now um, from that game four. I'm pretty sure game four was the best shooting series for Miami, and even that was only a 33% three-point percentage. Now, granted, they took... 11 more threes than the Knicks and made four more than the Knicks, which is why they ended up winning by eight. But it wasn't like they were doing anything remarkable in any of these games or any single game was so overwhelming. It was a whole lot of free throws and basketball voodoo that will send the Miami Heat to the Eastern Conference Finals against probably the Boston Celtics. Why? Because the Philadelphia 76ers cannot close out a series or a game seven to save their godforsaken lives. The whole way through the fourth quarter of that game six, I'm just going to quick tangent on this series because I'm sure we'll talk more about it later with Morgan from Australia and in our game seven breakdown. But like the Philadelphia 76ers had so little expectations from me going into a fourth quarter of a closeout game where they had a four point lead. At one point they had a six point lead. Such little expectations from me in closing out a game six on their home court to advance to their first Eastern Conference Finals in the Trust the Process era. And then they put up 13 points in the fourth quarter. Like, I posted the meme, our expectations were low, but holy shit, that is my thinking about the Philadelphia 76ers. And you heard me rant about them in our Game 4 series breakdown, which you can also listen to on this podcast feed. Watch live as James Harden hits the three-pointer to save their season live on the podcast, but we broke that series down a whole lot and just, man, Philadelphia, our expectations were low, but holy shit, that was bad in the fourth quarter of game six on Thursday. But good news, we're going to have a game seven on Sunday and we're going to get a chance to react to that game seven in depth. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for stopping in here to the Take It Easy podcast. We have got episodes every single day, Monday through Friday, as well as Wired Up, like this, occasionally on Sundays. We mentioned the 76ers and Celtics a second ago. You can catch our 76ers Celtics Game 7 post game on Monday's episode of the show. Tuesday's episode of the show is going to be a special NBA draft lottery show as we talk about nobody does draft lottery coverage better than us here on the Take It Easy podcast. We have staked out a claim as the number one NBA draft lottery podcast in all of this wild and wacky sports media workspace. So you can get that on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, we are going to talk about the Golden State Warriors and the end of their season. We're going to talk about the Lakers and Nuggets Western Conference Final. All of that is coming up throughout the week, and I can't wait to share all of that with you here on the show. Leave a five-star review, downloads, all of that is greatly, greatly appreciated. And we just appreciate you stopping into all of this stuff that we do. 
I appreciate all of your continued support of the show, especially on these silly little 20-minute wired-ups like we have today. I appreciate those of you who have purchased our book, downloaded our podcast, followed us on social, or just anything that you have done to help support our dreams. It is always greatly appreciated. If you do want to continue supporting our dreams, all that stuff that I just mentioned is available with the link in the description to this episode. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. And in the meantime, take it easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.